0: When the unexpected comes calling, bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig. And bounce forward with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Help your business bounce forward with this amazing offer. For a limited time, ask how to get a $500 prepaid card. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to learn more. Comcast Business. Prepaid card offer ends 12 20 Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business customers only. Call for restrictions and complete details.
1: Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts, and they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's king to the cot are champions of Europe once again. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Copping Fracas, uh, aka Quarantine Red Men Fracas. Um, of course, we're part of the Sunshine Fracas Network. Uh, joining me today to talk about all things LFC, I have Ellis. Hello, mate. All right, mate. I'm glad you can hear me this time, which is good. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, always a good thing. And I'm also joined by
2: Anik. How's it going, Dan? I'm not too bad, yeah, mate. How about you? Yeah, good, mate. Just uh, yeah, just trying to get through quarantine, uh, working from home life, really. Uh, mate, tell me about
1: it. Actually, you know what? A good, good way to kick off the pod would be let's all share our suggestions for you know, getting through quarantine, working from home, all of that. So any, any tricks of the trade that you both got?
2: I thought, you know, with the sun coming out now, I can probably try and take up a bit of gardening, try and grow my own vegetables or something along those lines oh, I like I it. it'll get me out a it I like it uh,
1: uh, that's, that's a
2: good one are you thinking of growing anything in particular or um, well you know I've maybe you know my mum my mom was complaining the other day about having to spend two pounds or more on uh, coriander so I might need to try and get the coriander seeds out a bit of compost and see if whether I can uh, you know save her a bit of money there so I might start with a bit of herbs and then uh you know, see where that takes me.
1: Oh, I like it. That's good. That's good stuff.
2: El, are you uh, protecting yourself
1: from uh, 5G radiation? Uh, indeed I am.
3: <laughs> uh, wake up early, have a shower first thing because if you don't, you might not end up showering for the whole day. Yeah. Uh, that's it really, Um Just, you know, don't try to sit down for too much. Try to get up every hour, Stretch your legs, drink a lot of water. Lay off the coffees, have a little walk around. Obviously, within the uh, within the guidelines of the government. Don't be naughty like some people in uh, South London and that. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, they're they're crazy. But apart from that, man, just yeah, try to stay safe and try and stay hydrated.
1: I think that's a big thing. I think the thing for me is trying to keep in your normal routine. yeah, you know, I've seen the TikToks and memes and stuff of people kind of like pretend they're still on their, their journey to work by simulating the London Underground, which you know is an experience in itself. But um, I've I've been I've been trying to wake up at my normal time, which is about kind of like six in the morning. Um, it's been failing spectacularly on some days where I've been getting up at about half seven. Um, so it's not it's not been great. But no, I mean, like you said, with the weather getting a bit nicer, I've been uh, been, been, going, been making the most of my kind of. Um, my yard time so going out for a bit of a walk and stuff but uh, no it's, it's it's like you said just don't be stagnant drink a lot of water and you know just try to just try enjoy it more than anything which is you know a bit of a I guess, guess a morbid thing to say but you know you got to make the most out of uh, some of the opportunity you've got with the time on your hands so whether it be something you've been putting off for a while project wise whether you want to learn a new language just kind of explore the world that you've got got in the palm of your hand
3: indeed
1: indeed but speaking uh but back to the topic back to the topic at hand. Uh-huh, see, I'll switch that one round. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about liverpool and obviously the most pressing thing uh most urgent thing as well from a football club point of view is that liverpool applied for the government furlough scheme um where the government would pay around 80% um of um staff's wages and i believe that the club would top up to the remaining 20% um, I believe this was be- to be rolled out for kind of casual and match day working staff, as uh, the rationale was that there is no revenue coming from the door, which is you know uh, understandable in terms of you know, no-, no match day experiences, uh, etc. Uh, and it caused quite the backlash, um, uh, on, you know, on Twitter and in our group chat as well, where I think the consensus was that we, we didn't agree with it. Um, I feel like we can all, all agree with that point, but we kind of saw why it was necessary. So, um, L, I'll talk. I'll, you know, I'll kind of lead you to start this conversation. Uh, what, what were your initial thoughts on uh, this report coming out?
3: Um, initially, I thought I thought it wasn't wasn't the best thing for us to do in terms of the culture of Liverpool. Take yeah. away from a business standpoint, it was just in terms of the culture. Of Liverpool, so Liverpool is known as a very left-sided community. When I say left-sided, I mean on the political spectrum. Um, they're very, very post. They're very socialist, sorry, in, in their full process, and um, it's all about them, and also trying to help the the community. Um, if in regards to what happens in, in politics, they're always going to vote for uh, for Labour. So I feel that FSG had to understand, and it seemed like it seemed to me like they were starting to understand where it was. Um, whereas they were talking about uh, this means more, talking about Shankly. What would Shankly do? And if you know Shankly, you know he's a staunch socialist
0: mm-hmm.
3: as well. So um, when we saw that you're taking the government money to help your business. It just reeks of capitalism, capitalism and the right side. And uh, obviously, a lot of, like you said, at the top of your your point, a lot of uh, Liverpool fans didn't like that. Um, I know we're going to go further into it, but I think people need to understand that also, FSC is also running a business. And they need to cover costs where they're not getting anyone through the door. So, for instance... If you have to pay, like, uh, you know, let's say a barman inside, or one of them, you know, the restaurant, you can't because they're not bringing any money in, so they need to have cost to cover it. So um, obviously, the the negatives outweigh the positives, but there's not—I wouldn't say positives, but outweigh the pros, but there's still pros to look at.
1: No, I do completely agree. Um, I think the, the the relationship that the um, ownership group has kind of built with the fans through you know positive actions throughout the years has been you know it's, it's been massively well, well, well received and kind of subsidized Let's say subsidized um kind of took apart any kind of counteractions that people may have had against against fsg but that seems to all uh, you know re erupted this week and you know fairly so and uh, again the optics of it don't look don't look great when you're saying that you're you know, posting record turnover, and you know, you've made a profit of X, X Y, X, Z um, You know, in the millions of pounds and hundred millions of pounds, it's 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 not good. And you know, when you market yourself as this, you know, family club, and we're all in this together, you know, this means more. This is Liverpool. It just it, it just doesn't sit right with people, and you know, fairly so. Um, Anik, how did, how did you feel about all this? And you know, obviously, the club put the statement out yesterday where, you know, after further evaluation, all the standard boilerplate stuff decided to kind of reverse on the reverse on that as well. But was it a case of the damage has already been done?
2: I think at that point, yeah, I think the damage had already been done and I think it was probably a PR own goal, you know, from Liverpool, but at the end of the day, they, they reversed their decision. And I think, that's you know that's a shining light that we can take from it um I think just additionally to that though, I think you know some of the players also have contr- have contributed during this time, and I think that's sort of been sort of swept under the carpet i think a lot of uh, a lot of people have seem to have forgotten about you know what what Andy Robertson's done you know with the food banks, what Marnay's done, what Henderson's looking to do, you know setting up a crisis fund. Along with the other Premier League uh, captains as well, mm-hmm. um, and I think those sort of things have kind of just been, you know, swept under the rug as a result of this. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, also agree with Ellis as well. I think around this situation specifically, the, the negatives sort of do outweigh the sort of any sort of positives around it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it just cast, it just casts a shadow, doesn't it, really on you know future jobs and you're making people feel un- uncertain about you know the foreseeable future um what uh, we'll say again uh, unlike a few of the other clubs who've uh, applied for you know the government fer- the government fellow scheme and have taken advantage of it um yeah you know, we've actually topped up salaries for you know kind of financially to make sure that no one's actually missing out. So like I said on the top of the pod, I think the furlough only accounts for around eight percent of a person's normal salary. So they are subsidizing the extra twenty percent, which, you know, they don't have to do, but they are doing. And again, that doesn't make it that doesn't make it right, that doesn't make it any better, but um it's it's I guess it's a I guess it's a bit of a start. Um the the thing that really stood out stood out to me was that um I think it was from Simon Hughes's article on the Athletic, which was, which was really good, and uh, and there have there have been a few more pieces <clears throat> come out since then as well, which I actually do need to, to kind of cast my eye on, but I've been, been a bit busy with some work stuff. Um, it's it's a saving about every four weeks from in a bracket of around seven hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand pounds, which you know in any of you know again any other normal business. It's a massive, amount, massive amount of sums of money, but when you're dealing with the turnover that Liverpool have, and when you think about the public, you know the weekly amount of wages that goes on players and probably director level staff, management, etc., that probably kind of crosses in towards the. I mean, L, feel free to help me out with this one, but would you would you say that probably hits around the eight to nine million per week mark, something around that? Yeah, something like that. So yeah, it's, it's I'll like I'll calculate. Uh... Yeah, so it's, like, it's this thing. It's like it's the yeah. information that we we aren't really privy to, but it's it's it does feel somewhat cutting off your own nose to spite your own face uh, in certain aspects of that. And you know, it's it's a shit position for to football for football and footballers to be at the moment because you know I don't want to get too political, but you, you see, you know, conservative politicians coming out and saying that you know footballers need to play their part and do more and sacrifice. Mm. It's like, it's, especially when most footballers come from, uh, especially, and again, um, working class background. it's the, yeah, this is the thing. It's, it's a working got background and, you know, uh, players from overseas, you know, some, and sometimes it's, you know it's, it falls in the South American players bracket as well. They come from you know, mm-hmm. largely, mm-hmm. largely poverty based backgrounds where, you know, they don't know where their next meal has been coming from. Um, yeah. I, to say that footballers are elitist as well, it, 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 that just did not sit right with me at all. And, you know, I yeah. think the Wilf, the Wilfred Zaha tweet from the other day when he said that, you know, I grew up, you know, because obviously he came to this country from the Ivory Coast. Um, mm. I, and he said, I grew up in a three-bedroom house with nine people. Uh, it's like... You can't say that footballers are elitists and whatnot when they do when they probably do the most out of the wealthy in the country to give back to their communities. When there are millionaires out there who are exploiting the system for god knows how many years, avoiding tax etc., who are running around yeah. blameless. Yeah, yeah,
3: uh, yeah. Of course, exactly that. Um, yeah, I I don't know why the ordinary man or whoever thinks it's okay to point the finger at footballers who have worked. Well, worked hard to get to the position they are um, from no backing from anyone so from let's say about 15-16 these boys or these men are playing week in week out no one's helping them no one's taking them to games they're just doing it Um, just because now they're able to to get good contracts because of the television money because of how many people sit down and watch them they're now getting so much money because of that. So they, let's say that they're top entertainers. They, they, they didn't go to school. They're not sitting in Eton, sitting down um, and working for these top financial firms. No, these are just young working class men who came from the bottom, had a God-given gift and was able to develop that gift, which allowed people to sit down across the world and enjoy the gift. So how can you now tell them to give back nobody gave a, gave them anything anyway so, so it, it doesn't sit, sit right with me saying that these people are like the top of the top they're not the top of the top these people are just the normal normal kids a lot of the footballers are from are from uh council flats
0: yeah
3: uh, if you listen to all of their stories it's, it's usually similar council flats didn't for didn't do well in school they just really good at football I mean, once you make it as a footballer, there's only one way you can go. You can have, go to the top, you just fall down. And these people have done, done their bit, so um, it, it doesn't really sit well with me when you get people into, uh, calling out footballers to do more. What more can they do? They've also got bills to pay. They've done what they can do as well. Like Mane's given about 40 odd grand to to um, hospitals in, in Senegal. He's built a hospital in Senegal. Um, Henderson's looking to run around and help people. Like Andy said, with um, Andy Robertson with the food bank. So all of them individually are doing stuff. I think Wayne Rooney. I read an article that he came out and said that a lot of these footballers do do their part, but they want to do it quietly. And a lot of them also live, which is mad to me, hand to mouth because the money they come in, their expenses are also high. So at the end of the day, they're humans and they pay a ridiculous amount of tax anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I think I think people should just, I get off the back and just. Forget about. Just just leave them alone. That's it. Just leave them alone, man.
2: Yeah, I suppose it also, in, you know, in addition to that, I think when, you know, politicians like, you know, Matt Hancock said that, you know, they should take a pay cut and, you know, play their part. I suppose that doesn't help as well with, with the whole situation because then all of a sudden the spotlight is placed on, you know, footballers and everyone seems to think that, you know, they're earning ridiculous amounts of money and they should, you know, put that back into, you know, the, the NHS and helping did, people
1: that, at, did, at that, did that Mahan, did that my Hancock statement piss everyone else off because it really pissed me off yeah. it was the non like the, yeah. it was like the, the nonchalance yeah. of it like they don't do anything like they're not contributing yeah. anything like they're not paying the national insurance they're not paying any form of tax it's, it just really pissed me off sorry Andy, I I just kind of in- in- yeah. no, no, it's you it,
2: but, it, but when it comes from you know politicians right at the top it, all of us immediately just puts a spotlight on footballers you know Oh, they're earning ridiculous sums of money. Let's see if they can help and contribute. But individual players are, you know, as as we've said. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is the thing as well. I yeah, like... Again, again. Not gone out. Not
1: gone it. Yeah. Again, like they don't have
3: to. I mean, they're getting they're getting a contract. It's written in a contract is what you're gonna get every week. It's not they don't have to come out and help. Because like for instance, I've I saw a tweet from someone saying that. So, like, let's say, again, we use Mane as an example. Mane is from, from Senegal. What, what's he going to do helping someone in Flipping Sunderland? Like, he has no affinity with them. So, like, you're telling footballers that, like, Mane, oh, yeah, can you just help out, pitch out with someone in, in, in Sunderland, please? He's thinking, fine, I don't know anyone in Sunderland, minute. My money could be best, best well spent helping my people in my village.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Do you understand know what I'm saying? So, like, it shouldn't, they shouldn't be forced to help. What well, about? How about like? I think uh, when Matt Hancock was giving his um his daily briefing, I think someone asked him a question about Richard Branson, and he didn't answer it. I think was it him or was it Dominic Rabb? One of the two, anyway. And he just and he just did answer it. So what about Richard Branson? He's asking for money from the government to help his airline, but then he's not paying no tax because he's living on the British uh, Virgin Islands. So yeah. sometimes, I mean, you got to lay off these people and look for the go to the real elitists, the real, the real people who are earning the real money.
1: Say, I don't want to sound like I'm throwing Lewis Hamilton under the bus because you know I, I like him as a person and you know I think he's a fantastic athlete, but you know he deliberately he deliberately moved out of the country to not pay tax. So there we go. Uh, so it's it's very much throwing glass. It's throwing stones at glass houses, kind of thing. But uh, it, that just really pissed me off. But kind of like turning it back into the club for a second, it's the thing that didn't sit well with me. And I think I think it was me, you, Julian, and Farah who had this kind of like more in depth conversation about it. Um, it you put yourself in line with stingy, tight figures. Uh, you know, kind of Daniel Levy, Mike Ashley, and that's that. That's a group that you don't want to be associated with. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean in terms of the cost-cutting measures and, you know, the, the stinginess of things, it's, 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 a, it's damaging to the reputation of the club and the, and again, like we've discussed, the core values which sit at the heart of it and it just, it, it it's it stank and it, and it just was not a nice feeling to, to see. Yeah,
3: exactly that. I mean, like I said at the top, if you say that you're, you're Liverpool, this means more, you never walk alone, that's, you might, Forget all the talking, do what you say you're going to do. You know I mean, you've got to help these people this time of I think it was really wrong to do that kind of thing. And also, what's, what's wrong with just waiting and seeing how it plays out? Like, you see what teams. Because off the back of that, Man City said, Man City turned around and said, oh, look, we're not doing it, whatever, whatever. So then now you look worse than Man City, and Man City, <laughs> Man City are known to
0: cheat.
3: But, actually, <laughs> so it's, it's really messy. It's just ridiculous. It's really messy. And I, and I think that. I think that hopefully this is the lesson learned because you've got to understand the community that you're representing, regardless if you're not from
1: there. This this is the thing, man. It's like you've given you've given a free PR to basically every other club in the country. First and foremost, exactly. I mean, City. I mean, uh, fair play because I would have done the exact same thing as someone who works in kind of that PR marketing space. I'd have done the exact same thing in terms of statement wise. All right, cool. They took the bullet, so let's put let's let's make ourselves all shiny and nice. Um, Yeah. But it's it again. The thing that you know really annoyed me is it's it's going to massively overshadow. Um, and we all know the great work that the club does in the local community. Like you said, you know all the stuff with the food banks, all the stuff with helping the less fortunate. Uh, you know, especially at a massively difficult time, that's all going to be overshadowed because you did something that is perceived um, to be to be greedy at the end of the day. And you know. Feed into the capitalism element, where it very much is a socialist club. and It just, yeah, it 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 wasn't nice, and it's a clash of morals that you have as an individual and as a football fan, because you know, for, I mean, again, for, football for, for you know for all the shit they get out of it is a working class sport, um, and it just kind of betrays the. Well,
2: I, I suppose, I suppose, one thing you can take away from it though is that you know they have reversed. The decision and okay, fair enough, it might have put Liverpool in a, a negative light, but at least you know that they've had the intuition to turn around and say, Okay, yeah, look, this is a mistake. We've re- reversed our decision. We haven't actually gone ahead and implemented it. We've, you know, turned around and, you know, re- reversed that.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I mean I'm just reading yeah. I'm just reading something at the moment where saying that I mean a- again, I think. Again, I think we all see it as just a football. We, we, we to the average person, it's just a football club at the end of the day. And you see all the money that's been thrown around in football. You see the ridiculous money that's been spent on transfers, and you know, we're part of that problem as well because we want to go out and spend you know 120 million on Jadon Sancho because he'll help us propel us to an next, next level. Um, you see all the money that's coming in from TV contracts, you know, from all over the place. You see. You know that the club are getting a deal with, you know, coconut water, and then then doing marketing with it for, you know, off the back of a commercial partnership agreement. But then you just don't see the operational costs on the back end. You know, the the, the wage bill per year, <laughs> annually is three hundred ten million. I mean, that's 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 wild. You know, there's payments due on transfers that'll probably come up in the Absolutely. next few months. Um, you don't know if yep. you're gonna, you don't know if you're gonna have to repay TV money. Or if installments, yeah. in, or again, if installments from said partners are going to come in and then re, you know, re-flummox that cash flow, it's there's so many on. I mean, again, it's it's like this for every single business, uh, you know, and someone from someone who is more than likely going to be furloughed in the next few weeks because my workload is reducing so much and it's a way for my business to save money uh, in the long term of things. It's just yeah. Uh, we had a call about the other day um, it's not all for the <laughs> <laughs> Um but um, yeah it's 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 things like that that you kind of don't see and you can obviously see why it influenced
2: the decision I suppose when it comes to paying back the TV money Liverpool would have to pay I think I saw over 100 million Is that, was that right
0: yeah, yeah because
1: don't you get a higher proportion the higher a is it? Is it? How many of your games are actually broadcast live? It's some weird formula, I, isn't it? I think.
2: Because, yeah, I mean it's something along those lines, but I think if you know, if any club has to pay back that TV money, then you know.
1: Yeah, they're done. I mean,
2: financially stretched.
1: Was it the Burnley one um, that came out earlier in the week that said, you know, if they record a loss of around fifty million, they're basically out of business. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, there was an article. That, uh, I think I keep banging the drum on this one. Again, most of this stuff is available on the Athletic. Um, Sharing this plug there. Um, Bournemouth as well. If they got relegated, I think they rely on all their kind of payments, etc., to cover their wage bill. Yeah, yeah it's just this, there's, yeah, there's so I, there's so many moving variables. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
3: Uh, a lot of um, a lot of football clubs I live in hand to mouth um, it's 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 really mad how how fine the football the football finance industry is uh, I'm not too sure why it's like that why they are paying so much but because I think because so much money is coming in so they have to fork a lot of money out like Bournemouth are now buying players but I don't know how much they bought Jefferson Lerman for I think it was like £30 million pounds or something mm-hmm or some, something crazy. So imagine a team like Bournemouth paying that kind of money to someone. And obviously, it's more cash down, so it's all on credit. And so they're now trying to balance the books week in, week out. And all of a sudden, if they don't get in the next couple of months of cash, of match receipts, match uh, gate receipts, so yeah. they're literally mashed up. So it it is a difficult period for a lot of teams, and um, like you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't blame certain teams for like furloughing people because like well if the government's going to give us a certain amount of money we could adjust certain things and you know queue a certain amount of money so you don't blame but a team like Liverpool shouldn't be doing it just because they they recorded a forty two million pound profit um, you're recording that kind of money. I'm sure you're able to pay a few hundred star for the next what twelve weeks. Like so that's that's what it kind of is saying But again, like your point, Chris. I see why they I see why they done it. I mean, all money you can keep in is always a positive. Just because of future endeavors, because obviously football's football's based on credit. So a lot of the money that they've been promised hasn't hit yet. And it might not hit are you trying to look for money for ways to save money just because of those future endeavors?
1: It's, I mean, obviously I think mean, you can testify to this a fair, a fair bit, l uh, being in that kind of accountancy space, but it's all about kind of having that reasonable amount of operational cash flow um, and yeah, m- money in the bank to make sure that all your bills and stuff are paid whilst you're going through it too much of this time. Um, You know, you know. Let's let's cut let's let's cut the club some slack. It's never too late to do the right thing, which is what they have done, I suppose. Um, Yeah. But it's it's like we keep coming back to when when you kind of position yourself as you know a Liverpool family, and you you know you you're supposed to be kind of reflecting your values on the fan base um, and making everyone feel included. When when you do when you kind of do that to your family. It's going to cause some form of revolt. Yeah, yeah it's going to, it's, it's going to, it's going to hurt. And you know, it's not like Liverpool is the, you know, the most nuclear family, if you will. It's a massively dysfunctional one at the best of times. I mean, Jesus Christ, the amount of arguments I see online about the most stupid things. It's, <laughs> it's mad. So obviously, there was going to be some. There was going to be a massive backlash to this. And you know, it's, it's, it's good that the club have done the right thing. Um, and I think the important thing now needs to be that. You make it. You, you have to keep keep making sure that the club is in a good financial situation. I, you know, I've, I've seen just that um, the top level executives you know have kept this quiet, and they've all taken a twenty five percent pay cut. You know, which is good because you know, let's say in our jobs, if someone comes up to us, or comes up to us and says, "Would you mind taking a thirty percent pay cut for the next three months?" You'd more than likely tell them to fuck that's off. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like no way. Um, and or, the,
3: or the Liverpool directors.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I, like Peter Moore, Billy Hogan, okay. um, and again the players. You know the players don't have to do this, but I reckon you know if they went, they wouldn't even pit. It, you wouldn't even have to pitch it to them. They would probably go, "All right, cool, ten percent. Yeah, just take it. Just take yeah. it, and make sure that everyone else gets paid." And they, they and they do it because these are the people that help them day to day at Millwood. These are the people they see in the stadium. These are the people when they do PR events, that, you know, are there, and you see how all the things come together. And you know, again, it just reaffirms that Liverpool family aspect. Um, and it's not done for shameless. And again, it's not done for shameless PR. We've seen Henderson pro- and Henderson and Milner proactively do that thing that uh, Anik said earlier in terms of setting up the foundation to make sure that you know the money put in by captains of each individual football club is going to the right cause and it's going to the right areas to, to help people in the local communities um, you, know, uh, you know massive props to Rashford as well by the way because didn't he he did a massive donation to uh, one of the local Manchester charities didn't
3: he huge, huge props yep huge props yeah, Rash, Rashford came out and um, said he's going to try and feed about 400,000 kids in and around Manchester
1: this is the thing man it's like with the schools shutting down and stuff um, yeah
3: Because I'm not eating
1: That's the thing man It's a lot That's the only place Where most kids get Their hot meal from
3: For the day Literally 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 for the day So um, Who does the Rashford For doing such a thing um, A lot of people Don't they don't realise that these, these people are young Rashford's at like 21 Like imagine doing that At 21 That uh, I can tell you for free at 21, I'm not thinking about doing
1: such a thing. Oh, bro. The only, did, bro, the only, thing, <laughs> the only thing we were thinking about at 21 was like cheeks. That's literally it. Mate, that's I mean?
3: all I'm thinking about <laughs> at 21, how much cheeks can I get? Even in quarantine, like, how much cheeks can I get over? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> obviously, no one bring over any cheeks at quarantine because we don't want anyone to get rested. Thank you.
1: Vir- but, v- yeah. Virtual cheeks, yes. Physical cheeks, no. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, yeah virtual cheeks, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that, to, for, for such a young man out of the bottom of his heart just to do something like that I mean you have to give a lot of kudos so that's why when I see a lot of like nobodies on the internet saying that oh as a footballer you should do this you should not really because when you think about it, at your age what would you do You wasn't thinking about that if you had that kind of money you wouldn't think about that even when people get a little bonus in that, they're not thinking about it they're thinking about oh, what can I buy with this so again going back to the point of footballers do deserve some slack because even though they do Get a lot of money. They are also always trying to help, and and like um Troy Deeney said, he said something about um how uh, some of these footballers they're the sole breadwinner of an entire family.
1: Yeah.
3: So imagine like imagine us as like ethnic minority, we have a big family. Imagine we're getting that kind of money. Do you know how many people we would have to
1: help? But you have to feed so many mouths. And it's gonna be people that you've not heard of for years saying, "Oh, can I borrow a quick- yeah. can I borrow yeah. ten grand real quick?"
3: <laughs> you see know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's like so. Imagine those people just coming to you, like, "Oh yeah, can I borrow ten grand?" "Oh, Mister, I missed my payment, my uh, mortgage payments." "Oh, yeah. I've got laid off from my work." You're literally the sole provider for all those people, and that's what people don't realize. Like, it's not just two. Uh, you're, you're not sorry. You're not staying at home in a two bedroom flat with, oh yeah, your mum and your two little brothers. Like, Literally, you've got your uncle, sisters, brothers, cousin, right, and you've never even seen him in your life, and he's asking you for ten grand. A lot of footballers are under pressure, and I think that adding to more, adding more to their pressure doesn't help anything in the, in this kind of situation
1: at all. Um, uh, uh, should, we, should we wrap up on this conversation, um, or is there anything else that we should kind of? Address. I feel like we, to be fair, we've addressed it. addressed it quite well for what is you know uh, uh, it is actually. Yes, you know what? It is. It is a sensitive topic in pretty much everything we've discussed. Um, uh, Anik, anything further you want to talk about? Or no,
2: nah, happy to happy to wrap it up there. I think we've uh, yeah, I think we've discussed it enough.
1: No, good stuff. Um, yeah, I just just you know help everyone at the club kind of sees the positive in in the review. The decision being reversed, um, I think it's fair to hold it against the club in certain aspects, but as long as jobs are being safeguarded in a financially responsible matter and people can still, you know, like Elle said, as long as people can still go about their day-to-day lives normally, uh, make sure the bills are paid because, you know, end of the day, banks are still knocking, your credit card payment's still going out, your car payment's still going out, you're still having to pay rent. Um, as long as people yeah. as long as people can keep things under control then you know let's just keep pushing and we'll see we'll see all this out together um cool so let's move on to some fucking. Hell, it's actually not even positive stuff is it what we're going to discuss next um, <laughs> so, so as we're low on actual topic based stuff to talk about as a, I, again next week we probably might ask you for your relationship relationship problems and we'll try and solve that um, <laughs> I can imagine some absolute <laughs> bad ones like <laughs> I'm locked in quarantine with my missus and she hates the way I talk how can I stop how can I change my accent <laughs> um, and as as someone who is as someone who is from the West Midlands and has dated someone who is from London before I can tell you that's an actual problem that comes up um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's
1: pronounced july not july oh fuck me what more do you want from me <laughs> 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 so we're going to discuss something um on a weekly basis now where we're going to kind of discuss um liverpool top fives top five, top five top five um for a you know a range of different a range of different topics it could be you know, our top uh, our individual top five signings, our top five you know best liverpool goals our top five uh, performances under ex-manager. But for this week, we're going to feed into our biggest haters, wet dreams, and talk about our top five worst Liverpool losses that we've experienced. Um, so, we actually kind of discussed this before we jumped on the call to record the pod, and we actually realised that there's more losses than we thought, because <laughs> there's a dangerous amount of demoralising losses in Liverpool folklore and just in our lifetime. What so... Let's kick it off. Um Annick, I'll let you go first on this one. You can <laughs> you can be the undertaker here. Um kick us off with your top five so
2: I think, worst of four losses. <laughs> so I think those who know me well, the first one that springs to mind is uh Chelsea twenty fourteen. Oh. I think that was for me, you know, one one of the worst losses um at Anfield as well, you know on the way to, you know, lifting the Premier League that year and um, yeah I don't think the Gerard slip that, that's one that um, ranks as probably the highest for me. It's one of our worst losses. Especially yeah. in recent history.
1: You know how that that loss always feels to me. Remember in Game of Thrones when they're all putting the knife in John and then you see um oh what's his name? That that little prick. Ah oh, what's his name? Uh oh, the the kid and then he stabs John. And he's like, why have you done this to me? You have completely finished me off here. That's how that loss felt. It's just oh, it's just tragic. Just so tragic. Yep. It was painful. Actual pain. Physical and emotional pain. The the scars of which we still carry to this day. Because it's memed every five fucking minutes.
2: So every five fucking minutes. <laughs> so i think i think yeah i think that one definitely ranks in the top five and i think you know we've discussed that countless times amongst me and my friends and those on the wider social media discuss that all the time and yeah that that one definitely runs deep for me um yeah that's definitely for me including the top five probably the next one um swiftly moving on um I think I think the 2007 Champions League final—that's one as well.
1: Okay. I think that's fair because we actually played
2: fairly well. Yeah, we're
3: supposed to do Yeah, that. we
1: did. That was the one we were supposed to and win. I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And I think Wade we actually played. That. Yeah, I, I think we played better than Milan as well in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah couple of contentious decisions and you know I, I think that was a tough one to take especially you know two years after beating the same team in probably one of our greatest matches ever and then you know to go out and lose that in Athens I think I think that was tough as well what's, what's your guys view on that? Yeah um,
3: yeah because we are supposed to win that one I think we played a bit better if I remember correctly the two Inzaghi goals one was one was like a deflection the other one was like a free kick which, itched, which hit the wall and bounced to yeah that was yeah.
1: the first one wasn't it that was the, the Perlo free kick and it bounced off the wall
3: yeah it was really scrappy yeah. um, obviously we got one at the end we thought it was going to come back but didn't for that one hurt more because it, the defeats always hurt more when you play well yeah uh, yeah, I think those two Yeah, those two were uh, Very good Big um, losses, Where Which killed um, I think I'll add one to that Or as bad as you can add one. Um, The one that really I think the Stoke 6-1 oh.
0: Yeah
2: Yeah,
3: that one <laughs> I think that one hurt the most Because one, it was Stoke Two, it was Gerard's last game. Yeah, and reels. it's just like what's going on here? what is actually after that I, I, I don't think it was live on telly was it no, no it, wasn't it was telly.
1: um, cause it was one of the it was just the, obviously final day wasn't it it was one of the ones that they didn't okay. didn't show like, I you know what I still haven't watched the highlights from that I just nah, just, no, can't, just can't do it it's one of those ones where I saw Marion Biran for duty score twice I was like yeah
3: yeah I think I Crowd scored a
1: welding in that game as well.
3: There was
1: a couple of
0: worldy
3: in that game. Yeah, fucking Charlie, um, Adam, Charlie Adams scored and then as I well. Think, I, I think uh, Gerard scored uh, game as well. Yeah, Gerrard scored the last goal in that game. Good finish, obviously, worthy well, yeah, so experience. Gerard. Well, it was just one of them ones.
2: Where I guess, yeah, bad. I, I, I think they let him score that as well. Come to think of it, the way they just, he just kind of got through it. Yeah, I, feel, I think I feel
3: one of the defenders called a hammy, but. There's a thing whereby
2: Maybe just, out of oh, sympathy
3: I mean, Yeah <laughs> out of sympathy But yeah I oh, hope you're watching it And every minute There's coming back Oh yeah there's another goal At uh, uh, Britannia Stadium Oh yeah there's another I'm thinking What is going on here I What's happening I could have swore like, was, was,
1: was Gerard playing Up front that game I think so What was going on I think it just <laughs> I knew it was... It, was, it, was, it was You know it was bad striker wise But fucking yeah. Hell.
3: Hey it's just literally one of them It just it, well, that game was just as like, symptomatic of, of Rogers' reign towards the end of that of his um or the, the, towards the end of Rogers' reign like what is going on what is actually happening why are we why are we losing 6-1 to Stoke like, what is happening yeah so yeah, I think I think that kind of that one kind of um another defeat
1: I'll throw it in um 2018 final hurt. Three, yeah, three, yeah, 3 1. Yeah. That's just. Yeah, it's fair. I think it's more yeah. the manner of obviously the first goal, just rolling it out and you just sitting there thinking, because everything just turned into slow motion. Like, why what are you doing? Why have you done this? What, what's going on? Benzema scores. And you're like, what did that actually just happen? Was he did he actually do that? And you're like, but then like what? Not four minutes later, Mane scores. And then it's like literally contrasting, you know, emotions. You've gone from the lowest of the low to kind of, I cool, we'll get back in it. And you know, there's that period where we're actually playing fairly well. And then Bale just scores an absolute worldie. Nothing you can do about it. No keeper saved it. And just absolutely, just it's probably one of the best goals I've ever seen as well. And then he goes and does that for the, the, the third one. And it's like the literally the last nail in the carpet. Okay, cool. I think after that, I was like, I was pretty much done with football until the season started again. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even bother. I, like, I didn't even, I didn't even bother watching the preseason games until like Allison signed, because I was just like, my my, my head was kettled. And I was like, but yeah, that 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 that, that hurt. I, I'm not too sure if it's actually top. I suppose. Yeah,
2: I don't know if it's top five I think, worthy. I, think, I, think I don't know. I think, I think that game has a lot of similarities to the 2014 season. I think I mentioned this before. It's like, you know, we weren't really supposed to win it. You know, we'd gone on an amazing run in 2014 mm. and, you know, we'd come to the last step and then we'd had some incredible performances in 2018 in, in the Champions League. And again, we'd come up to the last step and then, you know, Madrid were always going to be the favourites. But I just think the way in which... We conceded those, especially the first goal, I think that was just yeah, a bit tough to take. And yeah. I would never, ever forgive Ramos for that. I mean, ever.
1: No, I mean a lot of people <laughs> always go on. It was like, nah, he, you know, he, he, didn't, yeah. he definitely didn't mean it. You knew like, exactly what he was doing. Yeah, he, he definitely fucking meant it. Like, <laughs> but nah, no. okay, yeah. It, to fit, that's actually the perfect analogy kind of thirteen, fourteen for that final. You yeah. know. It, yeah. it was it was a nice to be there, but just wasn't meant to be for that moment. Um, mm. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? Actually, yeah, that was tough. I think the. My, I don't know how I don't know how you boys feel about this one, but I think the 2016 year old league final hurt more than that one. Of
3: course, one million percent it hurt more. I think it hurt, yeah, it definitely hurt more than the 2018. Just because, it's the second half performance was. But stuff I just... Diabolical,
0: I, yeah.
3: I don't know what was that, mate. It just felt like our soul has been sucked up. Uh, we've gone into half-time winning
1: and we just couldn't hold it up. And that that, was, that, that storage goal is probably the... One of the... Incredible. It was, it was an unreal finish. And it's going, probably, it's going to be and one of know. the lost, forgotten goals.
3: Yeah. Which is unfortunate yeah. because it was unreal was just that one that one kind of hurt because we were just dragged everywhere, and you know, the expectation after going in at half time, thought, Yeah, we could do it. Um, a lot of people didn't forgive Moreno after that awful second half performance. Center backs were awful, center it was awful. Everything was just going to shit, really. Everything was meant to shit. It just, yeah, everything really. just
1: it literally, you talk about collapse. Everything just literally, just literally collapsed, and then it was a weird situation when we were playing. <laughs> it was, it was a, didn't it end up being a front three of Benteke, Storage and Origi <laughs> When you look at it, it's absolutely madness. <laughs> but no nah, madness. Bro. But I, I think, I think for me, that one, it just that hurt because it felt like a. The journey they have taken as a team, that's there's as a co- elect- collective unit, yeah. you know, they pulled yeah. themselves back up from yeah. you know where they were at the beginning of the season and got themselves to this point where you can set the tone, you can make everything go well. You know, you can get Champions League football for next season. cops
2: first season as well. Yes,
1: yeah, Cops first season. Yeah. It's the ninth nice way to set the tone and get all the cogs moving in the right direction. But it just wasn't meant to be, and you know, not having Champions League football for the season after. In hindsight, it was a massive takeaway because it allowed players to integrate into new positions, learn a system, um, and and, truly kind of evolve as a unit. So,
2: so I suppose that you can you can also argue that that's probably where you know the strength and depth and you know the character of our team came through because I suppose the ultimate aim of that Europa League final was to try and get into the Champions League. Mm -hmm. The players took that on board in the summer and then we turned it around and we went on and we got Champions League the next year. Same thing happened Mm. in 2018. You know, we lost the final, taken that on board. We came again and we won it. Mm. So I think that shows a lot about the character and strength and depth, especially within our team.
3: No, I agree with that. I agree with that. It was just a catalyst to everything that we can see today. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely you know hold. Obviously, you don't want to hold it with fun memories, but you always think that oh yeah, that that defeat helped us move forward it's, again. With the 2018 defeat, it helped us move forward. The club knew where he was at at every point. Yeah,
2: yeah, because we could have quite easily, you know, done a Spurs. You know, they 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 lost in last year's one, and you know, look look at where they are now. But yeah, it's, it's yeah it takes a lot to pick yourself up and go again I think we've done that you know 17, 18 and then 18, That's 19 mean. we've done that yeah I mean another oh sorry good then
1: no I was just going to say that um, I think that, that all, all of those results for how, for how bad they felt at the moment they were a catalyst and springboard to something better which you know is mm-hmm. kind of how you should look at things in, in, in everyday life as well yeah and I yeah,
2: suppose that's it's that's buffering that. for this year as well.
1: <laughs> pending. Yeah. pending, pending transaction.
3: Pending, P- yeah. pen. pending, transaction. <laughs> pending it. I was another defeat that really that like, didn't sit well with me was uh, 2006. We played Man United away from home. It was a I think we had to win to go top of the league, and uh, we lost two one. Third man scored last minute.
1: Oh God! Yeah.
3: Do you say missed the open goal? And we actually hand United that game. actually beat him up, to pulse. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ended up, ended up losing that yeah. game last minute. Real further than header. I felt yeah. sick after all
2: And I think that game, Gary Neville was, you know, kissing the badge. And, you know, right yeah the
3: Yeah, but yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sick.
2: Yeah, I That's remember clever. when I <laughs> on Um I remember when I went into school the next day, oh of stick I got, I oh, just couldn't couldn't believe it. Cause a lot of my mates were United fans. Obviously glory hunters at the time. And yeah. they were just, <laughs> yeah, they were just giving it to me left, right and centre. I think that
3: the games where you lose to that. The rivals where your friends are, like, yeah, when your friends, friends are those ones are hurt the most. Like, the Arsenal losing to Arsenal always hurts me personally. Um, losing to United also, yeah. Uh, I remember,
2: like, there was a United game in 2014, I think, where we lost 3 0 when Sterling had like oh, three God. or four one on one and he just couldn't put, yeah. put in the net. Yeah, that was that was difficult as well. I went to that. That one. Him and,
1: him and Balotelli must have missed about five golden opportunities. <sighs> yeah. Just... I've never seen
3: a game where a team will win 3-0 and the goalkeeper is the man of the match. Never seen. It. You'll never see any. Like yeah,
1: it's, it's some, some things like that you'll just never see. You'll just never it see again. <laughs> It's a, good test- it's a good testament how good De Gea was uh, then as well in terms of kind of like he, he'd already be in he, he would be already be in your head as a fan and as a player as well before the game had even kicked off so
3: yeah at that time at that time it was if you beat the Gea you usually tend to win the match if you don't beat him then you're going for yeah it's going to be a long day and, and we, we was we was testament to that because he was unreal that game it was like it was the same game you had against Arsenal like at the Emirates. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, that game. Yeah.
3: Pulling off staves and just pulling off stage, pulling off thinking, what is going on there, mate? That's a witch. <laughs> oh, a wizard, even.
1: That like, was going on here, man. So, like, where is your firstborn and what have you done to him? Kind of like mate, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Who did you sacrifice <laughs> for such powers? <laughs> Was mental, I think I'm um, one of the worst losses for me. Actually, there's probably two. Was um, the first Blackpool game uh, in the yeah. in the Hodgson season? What, what did yeah. that what did that end up as like two 0 so, yeah, I Anfield. think that was two 0 at Anfield. And it's like, "Oh fuck it, really? You're actually gonna lose? Yeah, the, yeah. Two, you actually lose to Black, Blackpool?" It's I like, cool. Like, literally, are we losing to Blackpool right now? Is this what you're going to talk about? we losing to Was that like Blackpool? No Blackpool. And the thing was, like, it wasn't even like Blackpool shit. They're actually pretty good. Like, no, they're literally popping us,
3: mate. <laughs> they actually played us off the park out of Just... <sighs> like,
1: oh, yeah, just fucking... You're back at stuff like that, and it's like... These, these, this is the, that was the poverty you always lived, and it's like, oh, like, mate, right? Like, we also we, lost,
3: uh,
0: lost
1: yeah, I'm, um, I'm Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking back at the, I've pulled up the stats of that Blackpool game. They had two one. 50-50 in possession, which absolute mad. They had, yeah. they had ten attempts on target. <laughs> we only had seven. Uh, and they had a total of nineteen shots on goal. They're absolutely
2: mental, they Pam- They uh, pandas, they absolutely pandas. Pumped, in our in our own backyard as well. Just yeah, that's
1: yeah. crazy.
3: Just I, think, I, I
2: think Ellis. What you mentioned, I think it might have been Hodgson's last game. It was the one nil at home to Wolverhampton. Is that what you were referring? Yeah. yeah, I think that. I think that was his last game. I think that was it. You know, you're out
3: now. Yeah, man. I thought we also, um, there's one we lost to, to Blackburn. I think that was also his penultimate games. Yeah. we lost. I think we lost uh, 3-1 to to Blackburn.
2: Yeah.
3: Away from home. Mm-hmm. Oh, mate. We lost 2-0 you know, to Everton. There's too many. Too many, mate. Yeah. Who
1: scored in that Wolves game now? Because, obviously, I got I got the most... I probably got the most amount of stick from that game ever. Ever. <coughs> from anything. Uh, I was like, people I had not heard from in, like, secondary school. And I'm like... Pinging you up. Just pinging me. And it was like on Facebook and stuff, back when I actually <laughs> used that demon platform. I was like, what is this? I've uh, not come to be abused. Uh-huh. Yeah. Stephen Ward, apparently. And stuff. Oh, that's it. Madness. Madness. <laughs> <laughs> for now there's been there's been a there's been a fair there's been a fair few losses but uh now I'm quite quite looking forward to carrying on the older top 5 feature going into the next few weeks yeah um, well uh, and a few more uplifting notes we can do our top 5 pamins of other teams um to be fair you could even do it <laughs> yeah. you can literally do a top 5 arsenal pamins if you wanted to because there's been a fair few yeah. um I had to, I had to okay. end it on that note, uh just to kind of like light, like light, the move back up but um, <laughs> 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 but uh L Anik, thank you very much for joining me this week. Uh, That has been your weekly episode of and Frackass. Proudly part of the Touchline Frackass Network. Of course, keep in touch with the wider conversation using the hashtag hashline. Didn't Fahi make that error literally last week as well where he said hashline? (laughs) Literally, it's like, I I can't believe I made the same mistake. Uh, Of course, using the hashtag Carpand Frackass oh god I've done it again using the I'm in my own head now oh god um, using the hashtag fracas. there we go got it on the third attempt. Uh, to be part of the wider conversation and of course check out all of the other available on the podcast apps wherever you get your podcasts from uh, we'll be back next week talking you know things that might happen LFC wise or dating advice wise so let's just see what comes up um, keep yourself safe healthy and we'll catch you next week Cheers.
0: forward With Comcast Business. Help your business bounce forward today with this amazing offer. For a limited time, ask how to get a $500 prepaid card. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to learn more. Comcast Business. Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business customers only call for restrictions and complete details. Sports Social Podcast Network.